0: This just in from Just Riding Along Outdoor Media. Matt's Week in Review with an update on breaking bicycle industry news. This is the Matt's Week in Review recorded on 5-26-2022. This week is heavy on new products that are released, but first let's cover something that was leaked, kind of. RockShox Lock V2 was seen out in a boot on the World Cup circuit, this design has a bit more classic grip shift shape and the cable routing seems to be a bit tidier than the first generation. This isn't officially released yet but the product looks good and was photographed in a way that means it's coming soon. And what I mean there is it's clearly like a final production sample or a first shipment of a new product and it, it just it looks like a new product and. Usually they don't race things at World Cups, so they don't want you to take pictures of because it's really easy to not do that. If you don't want people to see things, you don't take it to a World Cup and have media in the pits with it. Uh, it's kind of simple. Next we're going to talk about roadish stuff. So the Rondo Rat is a gravel or uh, I mean road, uh, I mean drop bar bike with a split personality. Build as the do-it-all drop bar bike, this can be set up with 650 by 47 or 700 by 38 wheels and has an interesting take on geo to keep the bike feeling lively when you're running larger than standard road tires. They've reduced the trail number to keep things happy with a steep head tube angle and that was all accomplished by a large offset fork. It seems like a really cool idea and I would like to try something like this as it sounds neat and it seems to be a move in a like neat or interesting direction with uh drop bar in general, or it's just total kook business. But either way, I would try it. Just go look at a picture though. This bike is definitely a love it or hate it. There is no in between. Kind of reminds me of that Marin Wolf Ridge or Pine Ridge, whatever that bike was called that, that kind of looks like two bikes smashed together. Uh, this is sort of the same thing. It Sort of looks like a bike built out of uh, borrowed parts because it just doesn't have like smooth lines and, and things. It looks very Tron or like Pickle Rick. Uh, you decide. Now wheels. Envy launches a new l- wheel lineup with Aerotech for everyone. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway here is they did aero testing at the standard 30 miles per hour. But they also considered aero data from a much more pedestrian and everyday 20 miles per hour and found a balance of shaping, in terms of like wheel shape, that perform well at both speeds. Not just for the pros, these wheels are truly for the people who have loads of money to shell out and buy new wheels. And I say that not tongue-in-cheek, because building things for the pros is cool, but Specialized sells more Roubaix's than they do Tarmac's. Trek sells more Roubaix's than they do Madone's. And I have no hard data there, but... Look on the used market, what do you see? You see a lot of comfortable endurance bikes. Do those bikes usually go 30 miles an hour? No, they don't. 20 miles an hour would be fast for the everyday average rider. And with that, building a wheel that has aerotech that's tailored to a normal, like everyday speed, I think is going to be a power move that makes other brands scramble or just lets Envy run that segment of the market in a way that, you know, they they sell a bunch of wheels. And that's something that I've, I've told people for a really long time. Customers ask me, they're like, are my wheels faster? And I'm like, well, technically, yeah, but at 30 miles an hour. What about a new skin suit? What about a better fitting pair of socks? What about aero shoe covers? Those things do well and are cheap. Wheels are cool. Everyone's bike looks awesome with cool wheels on it and that's why people want cool wheels on their bike. But the reality is is there's other things that are probably a bit more aero, like, you know, maybe getting a jersey that fits. So I've gone on a tangent about Aerotech and how for the longest time it's bugged me because it's for pros and pros don't I don't want to say they don't care, but pros don't care what's aero or what's not aero. They're being told to ride a brand of wheels, so it doesn't matter if XYZ brand is faster than ABC brand. If they're not sponsored by ABC, they're not riding ABC, and if they're sponsored by XYZ, that's what they're going to ride no matter what. So just know that I think it's really cool, and that's what matters, because this is my show. I'm not going to bore you with too many details around this new wheel lineup. But they are labeled as road wheels through and through. And they launched a, and they do a a front and rear specific. So their wheel sets are always a two-digit number for that. So a 2.3 is a different depth front and rear, 3.4 and a 6.7. All these are tubeless and hookless. And they're all very light for the category. We all know that I'm a fan of light wheels. And the 2.3 wheel set has a claimed weight of 1,197 grams which to me is really close to 1,200 grams, but it sounds way lighter than 1,201 grams. Anyways, just saying, it's a really clever and convenient number. Um, I wouldn't weigh my personal wheels I ordered too closely and be bummed out if they weighed at 1,202, because that's probably what you're going to find. 1,197 sounds great on paper. I I don't know that I'm going to need these for real in the future, but they're a great looking wheel and, and really all the options are the, the three that they just released today. They all look great. Now we as an industry get to start working out what is approved and, and obviously envy is going to tell us, but consumers are and shops are going to really need to be careful and they're going to really need to follow the rules because hookless tubeless road is its own beast and envy will have an approved tire list. And I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to get on my soapbox for the 19th time in this very short show and say, if you're setting up customers' tubeless wheels that are not on the approved tire list, either through negligence or through personal opinion or through a customer insisting, you're doing a huge disservice to the industry and the customer. So if you think that it's, if you're just negligent and you're not careful and you're not looking at that, you need to read the instructions you need to follow the rules they're there for a reason and if you think you know better go work for a wheel company because there's a team of engineers that has deemed what is functional and safe and reliable and lastly if you're letting the customer railroad you you know they're like oh no just set it up for me i don't care like uh, my buddy jimmy says it works fine Tell them to visit another shop, but you're not going to install a wheel that's not on their approved list. If your customer's face touches the ground, you're going to wish you would follow the rules. And I just, I'm really passionate about that. And I don't know a different way to put it, but tubeless tires blowing off the rims because you want to run a tire that's not on the approved tire list. You really have two options. You can run the tires that Envy approves, or you can buy different wheels. And it's that simple. Now, off the soapbox and launching into mountain bikes, Nukeproof Scout is launched in a new version for both wheel sizes. That's right. They're going to do a 290 and a 275, I think. I didn't put the model names in here, and I just did them from memory. And if I got it wrong, don't blast me too hard. Uh, These frames are hydroformed aluminum, have a threaded bottom bracket, and use a SRAM UDH hanger. They are long, low, slack geo bikes and they seem to check all the boxes if you want a new hardtail that doesn't need to be single-speed compatible but needs to shred the Gnar. Again, both wheel sizes available, so no griping allowed there. Now, what would you do for a fork on these frames? Hold on to your hat, because this is one hell of a segue. Rockshock launched uh, Pike, Lyric, and Zeb today. That's right, the, the new lineup of forks came out today. The forks get all the normal stuff, like lighter, stiffer, better, etc., but the reason on those is because the forks are now more size-specific. Much like in the XC world, where the SID SL can be really light because it's limited to only 100 millimeters of travel, and the SID 35 is really light for what it is because it maxes out at 120 millimeters travel, the new forks are internally shorter as the chassis is no longer have an overlap in travel from model to model and and to make that make sense the pike is now 120 or 140 only the lyric is 160 to 140 only and the zeb is 160 to 190 and that means that when to think about this if you make your pike not support 150 well the internals can get 10 millimeters shorter of course Anytime you swap an air spring, the physical air spring changes in length, but the damper can be 10 millimeters shorter. The bushings can be 10 millimeters different location inside the fork. The, uh, everything can be smaller because the maximum travel is now less. And because we're building something around a lower maximum travel, that first part is fact, less, less material, less weight that that's just how it goes now to speculate on this, when we talk about what stiffness are we looking for, when we say this is a 120 to 140 fork, the pike, for argument's sake, is now just a trail fork. And that trail fork only needs trail fork stiffness. So not only the internal shorter, but the let's call it chassis stiffness goals may be a little bit different because it's no longer needing to support all mountain riding like a 150 fork would. When we go to the Lyric at 140 to 160, you're going to see it beefs up a little bit to handle, like, let's call it all mountain riding. And, of course, because it's longer, it weighs more. And it also has more material because I just said it's longer, but also it's beefier because it's now an all-mountain fork. And then we go to the Zeb, which stretches out from 160 to 190. Obviously, again, longer fork, more material. It's going to be heavier, but this is... This is single-crown downhill territory. The The fork is going to have to be heavy because the stiffness goals are going to be way different, right? It's going to be a huge stiffness goal for that Zeb that can run at 190 and just full-blown party lutter buck. So getting back to my notes here because I went on a tangent out of my notes. Reducing the travel range allows the internals to be shorter, which makes the forks lighter. They also increased the bushing overlap in the lowers on the fancy models. They added bleeders, and they made some other cool upgrades to the damper. Honestly, if you listen to the upcoming Just Riding Along, you'll hear how I talk about not being very versed in boingy bits. So I'm not going to try to explain the nuances, but SRAM has a cool video you can watch, and you should. The one part that really perked me up was the Buttercup technology, and I will just tease, you had me at Borrowed tech from chainsaws so anytime the bicycle world borrows something from a chainsaw i'm really excited about it because everyone loves chainsaws and if you don't well i don't know probably don't live out in the woods what you say now my bike is going to feel out of balance because my fork is so good but my shock is checks notes uh outdated by a press release from 21 hours ago well are you in luck Rockshox also released a new deluxe lineup covering inline, piggyback, and coil. They do have a new feature, and, and there's more to it than this. Um, but the one thing that I think I can get across outside of like print or um, like a video is the new feature called the hydraulic bottom out, which uses the damper to help control the last twenty percent of the stroke. For air shocks, this is going to be an option meaning it's either on or off from the factory how you really how your bike brand that you're riding purchased the shock from SRAM because or RockShox because you're probably not buying a lot of shocks in the aftermarket because as we talk about in the new show new suspension is really good so you should probably just ride it and enjoy it and do the service and keep it happy but hydraulic bottom out is going to use the damper to help control the last 20% of the stroke and for air shocks it'll be factory selection of yes or no but on the coil shocks it'll be tunable so you'll be able to turn it off or dial it up and there's also more tech that applies to the forks and shocks about the tunability of the high and low speed compression and all that whatnot but again I'm not a suspension wizard and I'll start mixing up damper damp dampen and moist and I'll get people all riled up so just know they have great things coming out and it should be good and the one thing I didn't say when talking about suspension, when I'm talking about things I'll mess up, I didn't call it a front fork. So there you go, Dickie. I didn't do that. That's it for this week. Oh, you know what? I do have one other thing that I want to talk about. And it's super serious to gather myself here. There was a big tragedy in the cycling world very recently. And everyone knows that a lady named Mo was killed while visiting a different town for a cycle like a gravel race and the suspect and other people related very closely to the investigation are all cyclists and it's a great tragedy and there are news outlets that are i don't i don't want this to come across the wrong way this is a a sensational story and they are definitely covering this to the fullest and one, I, I have nothing that I can add to the conversation. Two, I, I feel like there's a little bit of speculation and a little bit of, um, I don't want to say disrespect, but disregard for the fact that uh, that three people's lives changed in one evening very drastically. One person's life was ended, and two other people's lives are now in great limbo. So... One person is on the run and wanted by U.S. Marshals. Another person, who's only just related to the investigation, has lost every cycling sponsor in the last week. And it's a great tragedy. And as this unfolds and moves through the legal system, I'm sure it's something that will be surfaced again and again and again and again every time new information comes out, every time a suspect is apprehended, something goes to trial, something goes to sentencing, that'll come up again and again and again. And I don't want the lack of coverage from us to come across as not being caring and compassionate, but rather I have nothing to add to the conversation. And I'm deeply sorry for for everyone that's involved, even if it's just in a very, very slight way. So I wish the best for everyone. And Sorry to end on such a a somber and, and, you know, sad note, but it's something that I felt like I needed to address, but almost just to address that I won't be addressing that further because I I don't feel that it's the proper thing for me to do. So with that, that's been Matt's Week in Review. And next week, hopefully the news is a little bit higher note to end on. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news. Until next time, take care and ride safe.